Hi, I'm John. And I'm Julie. We're the hosts of the Hartford Fund's Human-Centric Investing Podcast. Every other week, we're talking with inspiring thought leaders to hear their best ideas for how you can transform your relationships with your clients. Let's go. Julie, today we're going to be talking about the initial transition into retirement. I know that's something that many many people struggle with because think about it for 30 or 40 years, we've had a routine. We've built a lifestyle around really what we've done over time, but it's something that it seems like as people plan for it and we look forward to it with such really enjoyment, thinking about what it will be like. What I find is that as people approach retirement, Sometimes it's not as glamorous as maybe they thought, or at least there's a lot of apprehension associated with it. Have you had similar experience with anybody you know, or maybe with client, clients or advisors that you've met? You know, my parents uh, retired hand in hand uh, at the age of 55 and did exactly what you just described, John. They planned and we had the party and it was just phenomenal. And the first morning they woke up, my mom opened her calendar and she had breakfasts, lunches, happy hours, dinners, get togethers with all of her former colleagues, mostly girlfriends for months. And my dad went out to the pressure washer and just started pressure washing every surface he could find. When the paint looked like it was about to start peeling off the side of the house, I said, hey buddy, why don't you come over to my house? I still work, I, I could use your services. But in all seriousness, I think they realized very quickly how many hours there were to fill in a day. And pressure washing is great for a day or two every spring, but that's not gonna fill months, years on end. I had a woman come up to me once after one of my workshops and she said, John, let me tell you the definition of retirement. She said, it's half the income and twice the husband. It sounds like your parents might've experienced something similar. Well, exactly. Julie, That's a great one. I haven't heard that. Well, today, Julie, maybe to help us through that transition, we're going to welcome Dr. Joe Coughlin. Dr. Coughlin is the founder and current director of the MIT Age Lab, and his research examines how disruptive demographics of an aging society, combined with social trends and the impact of technology, is going to shape future innovations in business and government. Dr. Coughlin teaches in MIT's Department of Urban Studies and Planning, as well as Sloan School of Management Advanced Management Program. He advises a wide variety of global firms in things such as financial services, healthcare, leisure, travel, luxury goods, real estate, retail technology, and transportation. He's also a senior contributor to Forbes magazine, and he writes regularly for Market Watch and for the Wall Street Journal. Dr. Joe, thanks for joining us today. Hey, John, great to be here. Julie, great to see you too. It's wonderful to chat with you about, I do like that line though, about half the income and twice the husband. Uh, you know, I, I wrote in an article uh, not too long ago in Forbes that COVID, believe it or not, was a fire drill for retirement. And I think we found that uh, during the many, many months, indeed over a year, that you can only remodel so many rooms so many times. So imagine what's going to happen in retirement when we've got even more time, if you will. Dr. Joe, I know that so many clients, as they're thinking about retirement, they're thinking about the, the glorified parts of this first phase of retirement, the walks on the beach, the golf, the traveling, visits with their grandkids. But ultimately, don't go a step further and really think about 
what they'll do with the additional time that they have every single day. And all of a sudden the alarm clock isn't going off and uh, there are many hours to fill. I'm curious, what does your research show is the experience for this initial phase of retirement for most clients as they're embarking on this journey? Well, great question, Julie. And, and as you know, we've done some work with you and John and your team on many times that we've defined that around being the honeymoon period. I really frame it as being great ambiguity because after maybe it's as long as a year, maybe it's even two years of Wow, it's great sunsets, beaches. We've got a favorite place to eat and whatnot. Suddenly you start getting into a routine. And if you think about what retirement is supposed to be about and what vacations were about when you were working was breaking the routine. So you start thinking about, well, we see the same people and the dog seems to be doing the same thing at, at the same place every day. They start worrying about what are the new things they can do to keep them vibrant and engaged and whatnot. But that ambiguity is often that they want to keep working, but yet they're retired or they're volunteering with Verve. And so it's unclear where they are at that point. It's all about the celebration, but the celebration tends to end a little quickly, not necessarily badly, but it seems to be the same stuff, different day. So, Joe, as we think about this transition, I mean, whether you're a member of a couple or maybe you've never married, maybe you're single, maybe you're divorced, whether it, there's just... It's almost, it seems like people, when they get closer to the precipice and stare over the edge, that question about what will I do to fill all this time starts to enter our minds. Is that is that the biggest conundrum? Because I think, you know, research has shown that the biggest difference between retirees and, and pre-retirees is that when we retire, we think about all the activities we do during the day. You know, the number, the, the, the biggest change in terms of where we spend our time is in watching TV, right? How many of us go, I can't wait till I retire because I want to watch a whole lot more TV, you know? But in, in reality, if, if we don't think about this, if we don't plan through it, it's going to cause issues, right? Are these, what kind of issues do, does the Age Lab see this transition to retirement causing for people? In fact, you're right. I mean, the number one thing we do see, and this is uh, national statistics that uh, HLAB has been digging into, of people spending far, far more time watching TV. Uh, they're also the only generation that appears to be buying books, so they're doing a little bit of reading on the side as well. And of course, music has become a big thing as well. But those are all very idle and sedentary. That's not only not great for the mind, it's definitely not great for the body. So one of the things that we are seeing when people look out over that period is, you know, when they're approaching retirement, they're excited. They're just like kids waiting, if you will, for Christmas. The want of the gift, the excitement of, boy, if I get this gift, I'm going to be so happy. And after they open the box and they play with it for a day, maybe even two, and if they don't break it, after about day three, it's like, oh, you know, this is a cool toy, but it's not as great as it used to be. So for many, they either stay the course and watch more TV and stream things that even their kids won't watch. Others start venturing out and trying to find, are there new things to do? Volunteering, part-time work, the gig economy turned into, shall we say, a land office business, if you will, for older adults, if you will, wanting to keep doing something, not just for the cash, but for spending the time. Dr. Joe, we've often heard you refer to this first phase of retirement or this first phase of transitioning 
uh, in one's life uh, into retirement is the honeymoon phase. And I think, of, you know, when I think about it and, and I work with advisors and speak with their clients, that this is often the most um, envisioned phase. And I think, which I think is great, but why do you think it's so important for advisors to really be talking to their clients about the honeymoon phase in particular, especially before they transition into that retirement period? This is a a very important phase because they're laying down the groundwork for how they're going to live the many other years in retirement. And so I would argue that it's less about planning than it is about preparing. So that transition should be not that you're planning to volunteer. Have you identified where you're going to volunteer? Have you thought about the days and what you're going to do? Or if you're going to do part-time work, have you already made those contacts? For those who say they want to downsize or move, okay, that's fine. Maybe you haven't bought the property yet, but have you looked at the location? Do you have places where you will play, places where you will meet new friends, places, frankly, that you can depend on the health care you need, not simply that they have an emergency room? So for financial advisors, this is important in making sure that their clients are set for a quality of life. But here's the other thing. This is the period they're going to be spending a lot of money. One of the typical rewards, if you will, in retirement still is buying a new car or downsizing a new place, doing all that travel. So it's front end heavy financially, but it's also front end heavily on the the decisions and preparation they need to make for the rest of their retirement. Joe, as as a financial professional, I think many times clients think about those mountaintop experiences, if you will, right? The, the, the trip that we're going to take our whole family on, you know, halfway across the world or, uh, you know, buying that new home somewhere where we've always wanted to live. But how, how can an advisor uh, kind of get the client in the framework of, you know, in between those mountaintop experiences, life happens in between. How would you suggest a financial professional help that client envision what life really looks like. Once the the daily routine of going to work on a regular basis, Monday, Friday, same kind of thing we've been doing for the past 20, 30 years goes away. You know, in social psychology, we uh, know that people tend to remember and assign more positive uh, memory and energy towards those peak moments that you talk about. So when we think about our childhood, we tend to think of the more positive ones. Wasn't it great at graduation and all those great little events? We forget about the things in between that were, you know, Johnny wasn't doing his homework. His grades weren't that great. And he didn't play that well on the field to begin with. We remember the peaks. I would say that for an advisor, one of the things we need to have them do is to take the time. And it is time to say, okay, vacations, grandchildren, volunteering, legacy, all great. Can you take me through the day you're not traveling? Tell me when you're going to wake up, what you're going to do, and just kind of plan the day out. And by the way, nobody wants to criticize their client. I don't want anyone to do that. That's bad business and not and not very polite. But getting them to think about, give me a mundane week and tell me what you're going to be doing on a day or a week. You can't go to the grocery store all day and you can't walk the dog all day. So it'll start to get that client to realize that in between the peaks, as you put it very nicely, John, there's a lot of life to be filled. 
Dr. Joe, you now have me questioning every great story in my memory bank, thinking maybe I'm only remember the good parts. So now I'm now I'm a little little concerned, but I'll have to reconcile that later. Um, you know, I'm curious. I love how you describe taking me through a mundane, normal day. I almost look at it as a dry run for retirement or you know the transition into retirement. What will your new life look like? And I always say to clients that you know, think about it. All of a sudden tomorrow, the alarm clock doesn't go off. When that doesn't go off, how does your day unfold? And I think that framework is so helpful. And and if I were a financial professional sitting here, I think that's something that I could have a, a great conversation with a client or a prospect immediately to really help them begin to walk through that. And like I said, do that as, in essence, dry run. If you think about preparing for this, um, and I love how you you made the very subtle distinction between planning and preparing, um, all, although similar, I think they are very different. You know, how can we arm advisors to continue to help clients make that preparation uh, more tangible to them? I think that, you know, for instance, if they were to go through that normal day activity, if you will, that you would want to have, can they give you specifics? The difference between planning and preparing is actually subtle, but very real. I can plan to make dinner tonight. I can even make a grocery list. But frankly, until I've got the food in the cart or in my kitchen, I'm not prepared. I've simply planned. So I would have advisors start asking people, well, you say you want to volunteer. What organization have you, have you thought about that? Have you made the contact? You say you want to downsize. What town? Have you done like an audit? Have you have you taken a trial run of retirement and spent maybe a week or two? Or should you plan to spend a week, two, or even a month down in that town just to kind of get a feel for what's there, who's there, what services you will need? So really pushing the client a little harder. You know, every other stage of life, we've moved in lockstep with advice that was given to us. We knew what to expect because frankly, there were lots of people around us that had done the same thing. Retirement is actually very new and it's much longer, much more uncertain than any time we've ever had in history. So people need to try it out, prepare. And the role of the advisor is to help me anticipate things I don't wanna think about and to navigate that time that I have. And of course, the financial security to do both. So, Joe, I have a question for you. I mean, we talk a lot about a, a financial professional leveraging stories in helping clients understand some of these more difficult concepts. I know, uh, just want your thoughts on this. Some advisors I've met have actually uh, tried to find clients in their book that retired maybe five years ago and pair them up just for a cup of coffee or a Zoom call or, a, you know, whatever fits best just to kind of advise that client who's thinking about retirement, you know, things that they might've done differently or things that they didn't anticipate. What's the, what's maybe one or two things you could recommend for financial professionals to begin to get their clients to think about in reality, not just the mountaintop experiences, but in reality, what this transition to retirement might feel like. I think that the often overlooked from financial advisor standpoint is the fact that their book of business is a book of stories. It is several stories, hundreds of stories in many cases. And relating those stories either in meetings with their clients 
I love the idea of having them, shall we say, meet other clients. Uh, you know, so suddenly those those seminars and those dinners could be both learning events and social events, not just simply talking about financial uh, topics and, and, and events overall. But I think more importantly is really having the, the, the questions to ask. What are you going to do? Who are you going to do it with? Where are you going to do it? Now, real estate, we like to say, is about location, location, location. Well, also, frankly, retirement is about location, location, location as well. Where we live forms, shall we say, the infrastructure of how we live uh, later on, particularly in retirement, more than any other time in life. Joe, can I ask you a quick question, which is, in addition to what people are doing, would you also ask why they want to do that? Because oftentimes I think some people fill the agenda with lots of what's, but we we miss the why. And it's interesting that purpose, that sense of purpose, the reason to get up in the morning is often lost in retirement because in your youth, it was to go to school. It was to work. It was to pay the mortgage. It was to raise the children, to help the family. In retirement, you've got all that time, all that freedom, and many of those other demands have either been put to rest or have moved out. The why is very important. For one third of your adult life, you can't just go, well, I'm free you know, to do whatever I want. Most people don't do that very well. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Joe. This has given us so much to think about and, and I'm hoping that the advisors and financial professionals with us today are thinking about the conversations, the stories that they're going to curate to help their clients visualize and and also make the distinction between planning and preparation. I loved your analogy that we can plan to make dinner, but unless we're prepared with the ingredients, dinner probably will not be on the stove in time. And for all of you that are looking to deepen your relationships, change the conversations with your clients and really help them prepare for the what, the why, and the how of the honeymoon phase of their retirement, visit hartfordfunds.com days. Thank you again, Dr. Joe, for being here with us today and sharing your insight and wisdom. Great to be here, Julie, John, great everybody. Thanks for listening to the Hartford Funds Human-Centric Investing Podcast. If you'd like to tune in for more episodes, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, or YouTube. And if you'd like to be a guest and share your best ideas for transforming client relationships, email us at guestbooking at hartfordfunds.com. We'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon.